everybody, and welcome to the 50th episode of the Husker Cuz Cast Sports Show. This is Justin, along with my cousins Derek and Tyler. We're recording this episode on Wednesday, August 9th. We hit 50, guys! I don't know about you guys, but Woo! we're having a lot more fun doing this than when we started. Derek, how does it feel to hit 50? Oh not, my goodness. Not years old, but... <laughs> yeah, I hope not. We got a few years left for that. Uh, you know, that's awesome. I never... I, Really didn't anticipate ever hitting 50 episodes. I didn't know if we'd last this long. Yeah. Tyler. So I'm, ha- I'm, happy, I'm happy we've done it. Yeah. Tyler, what do you think? No, it's really exciting. Uh, thank you for everyone that's listened, and uh, I wish you guys would have included me from day one. <laughs> you, were, you weren't really an afterthought, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Boo friggin' who. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, a lot to get to. You know, uh, we got fall camp, second week of camp. Uh, there's still not a lot of information coming out of camp, but I think what is fascinating is all the talk about these young freshmen, whether they're true freshmen or redshirt freshmen. You know, they're they're making names for themselves. Uh, Tyler, what do you think about these freshmen? I mean, it's exciting. I mean, we have a little bit of a youth movement going on. I mean, you mean even with Tanner Lee, I mean, you look at these guys coming into camp, and 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 the tide of what Husker Nation has been over the last few years is changing. But you're talking about some of these freshmen that I think are really going to make impacts. I think you start with the wide receiver position. I think Lindsey, as a true freshman, could be our third best wide receiver on the roster. Um, Spielman, I think, is going to make an impact. And I think McQuitty's going to get out there and play. Uh, you also have a kid, Connor Young, who's a redshirt freshman that they're talking really highly of. I think you reasonably could say that a 40% of our wide receiving yards this year could come from freshmen. Oh, absolutely. I mean... Well, if you if you look at uh, who we have as juniors and seniors, we got three scholarship guys there. You know, you, Rymers, I guess he's going to get his stuff. But uh, uh, Derek, who do you like out of this freshman class? Well, I, Tyler, Tyler's absolutely right with the with the wide receivers, especially Tyson Lindsay. Everything we're hearing out of this kid. But I'm I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball and talk about Avery Roberts and Damian Daniels who Avery Roberts is right now projected to be the second-string uh, Will linebacker behind uh, Chris Weber, I believe. And uh, Damian Daniels could end up being uh, – he's fighting for a second spot behind uh, the nose tackle. And, you know, both these guys could see a lot of playing time this year. It's exciting. I, Damian Daniels already has the size. It's just a matter of getting a scheme down. Avery Roberts seems to have everything down. He's just young, so he's not going to get the starting over the experience. But, yeah, it, it's exciting to watch some of these guys. You got, then for redshirt freshmen, you got DiCaprio Boodle and Tony Butler, who are most likely going to see plenty of playing time, especially with the injury to Chris Jones. And you're going to have to have some backups to uh, the other two guys. I mean, Eric Lee and... I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar, yeah. You know, they're not going to play every single play. So, I mean, there's going to have to be some backups. And right now you're hearing a lot out of Boodle and Butler a little bit. So, hopefully, hopefully they can withstand it and do good things. Tyler? Yeah, there. I, obviously I've seen none of fall practice, so I don't know. But, the, you know, Tony Butler is a name that's been thrown around. And I, I don't know how much time this kid's going to end up seeing at the end of the day. I mean, they have him at safety right now. And we've talked about this with Kalua safety. We are loaded absolutely at safety. 
Uh, I mean, I just I think he'll have a hard time unless he plays him corner. But one more name that I you know a position that I think we're a little bit weak at, and I don't know who will be the guy, but I think tight end is another position you'll see a true freshman hit the field. Um, we've got the two tallest players on our team are freshman tight ends. And I don't know if it'll be Austin Allen or that Kurt uh, blank in his last name. But, uh, from, yeah. From, yeah. The kid from Indiana. And I, I, I don't know which one it'll be, but I would not be shocked if you see one of those kids end up making the field this year and be that second or third tight end in the rotation. Do you guys find it? I don't know. I mean, does it make you leery a little bit that uh, all these freshmen are being talked up? And then when we have like, uh, you know, these sophomores and juniors and seniors and these freshmen are kind of pushing these guys for playing time. Does that make you really worried about like what we have as far as talent and as far as upperclassmen, like uh, for instance, Ben Steele, Ben Steele has been catching uh, some, he's been getting some good talk from the coaches uh, challenging for playing time this year. Does should we should we be worried? Tell yeah, I, no, I, I think we do, and I think we've been saying that. I think that's the reason why the whole country thinks Nebraska is going to be a six-seven win team, is because we're going into the year and we're playing a lot of guys that have never played before. But if you look at some of the programs out there, like Ohio State, and you, you look at Michigan or Alabama, it's not uncommon for true freshmen to come in and be playmakers right off the bat. Uh, the problem with Nebraska is, historically, we haven't had the talent to make these kids work. Um, you know, Lindsey Lindsay's the guy I think everyone's expecting to be the number one impact player. And I'll tell you, I don't know if we've had a pure athlete like Lindsey hit campus in over a decade. I mean, that kid is a special athlete from every highlight film, every camp you've heard. And what the coaches are saying, I, I just, I, I think there's reason to be concerned, but other schools are pulling it off. I don't know why we can't. True. Dirk, any final thoughts there? Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, with all the high, highly regarded recruits that we have here now, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to come in and perform. I mean, like like Tyler said, this happens all over the country, so I don't see why it can't happen here. Well, let's hope. Let's hope these guys can uh, set the stage and, you know, have a grand entrance. Uh, let's move on to our Twitter poll question that we posted on our Twitter page at Husker Cuzcast. Uh, this week we, uh, asked the question, how many first team, all big 10 selections will the Huskers have this year? Uh, Derek, how did you answer this and who are those people? Well, I was really torn on this poll, on this poll question. Cause I, I think Nebraska will have probably two, three was probably my tops. But I, I, since it was just first team, I would say probably two. I think Stanley Morgan could probably make it. Maybe Joshua Kalu can make it. I was kind of hoping maybe for a Nick Gates in there. But I, I'm not sure if he's quite there with the rest of the Big Ten. I, I think somebody will probably end up beating him out for first team. I think he'll be on the All-American team. Or the, not the All-American, but the All-Conference team. But yeah. probably not first string. Tyler? Yeah, Derek, I'm with you. This was a tough one. Uh, you know, I I end, I end up going to uh, you know, and the two guys I went with were Pearson L and Kalu. I mean, Kalu, you've heard all the hype from Diaco. I, I gotta believe he's going to be there. Uh, uh, Pearson L, he sounds like he's back. I think it's special teams role. He's going to be effective. 
I, I, but I did almost go three. And, and the two names that I went back and forth on were Tanner Lee and Stanley Morgan. Like I said, I, I just have this scenario in my head that there is a chance that Tanner Lee comes in and just sets the Big Ten on fire and ends up pushing for the number one. But with quarterbacks like JT Barrett and Surly out of Penn State, I, I wasn't prepared to go three on that, but uh, there, there's a shot. I, I can see either him or Sandy Morgan making a push for that third spot. Tyler, let me ask you about DPE. Do you have him as first team as a punt returner or as a receiver? Uh, punt returner. Punt returner, okay. So uh, I have – I guess I have uh, – I looked on uh, Derek's paper here, and I cheated, and I got Stanley Morgan and Josh Kalu as well. Uh I almost, I almost had Aaron Williams in there as well, and then I backed off of that. But uh, yeah, everything that Diaco, Diaco is the best salesman for why I picked Kalu to make first string because you know, glowing praise there always wins. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess we're all the same as two on Twitter. Well, more than half had uh, had selected two selections. It's kind of scary. I mean. There's not a lot of first-team caliber talent there. You know, you'd think that for a team that somebody would pick, like nine or ten wins a year would have more than two selections, but we're struggling to find two. Tyler? Yeah, Justin, the one thing I will say, though, but at the end of the year, if Nick Gates, Stanley Morgan, Pierce L, Tanner Lee, Aaron Will, if could you – you could see a scenario where we get seven, eight guys first team Big Ten. I mean, there, there, there are. I'm not saying we're you going can? to. I, I think we have the talent. I could see Aaron Williams. I could see Kalu. Um, I could see a linebacker. There's a couple linebackers in contention for that. Uh, you know, I could see a Stanley Morgan, Pearson, L. Tanner, Lee, Nick Gates. I mean, I could name seven, eight guys that will. I think could be in the all Big Ten settings at the end of the year. I just. If I had to predict, I don't know if they will, but there are scenarios that we could put out four, five, six, the all Big Ten players. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if it's like second team, third team, or, you know, was it go fourth team, I guess, or is it just third team? Whatever, I, I could see that, but first team, that's a stretch. Derek? Well, you know, there's also the all freshman team that I could, I know we kind of already talked about these freshmen coming in, but I could see two or three of these guys end up with on the on first string on all. All the all freshman team too. Sure. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's there's a lot of excitement going on uh, there in camp. I just wish they'd tell us a little bit more about it. But uh, let's uh, let's get into our predictions for the Big Ten West. Last week we did the East, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, so let's uh, talk about the West. We'll do the top four, our top four picks out of the West, our bottom dweller, and our surprise team. Uh, I'm going to flip a coin here. Tyler, you're up first. This is tough. Uh, you know, I, I went with Wisconsin one and that pains me to say it, uh, but I don't live there. So I don't take shit from everyone saying I picked them. So, uh, but, but I, I think they're a 10, 11 win team this year. I, I don't see a lot of scenarios with them being much worse. Um, they they do go on the road at Nebraska, at Indiana, at BYU, and those are games they could trip up. But they get Michigan at home, and they play no one else. I mean, they get Northwestern at home, they get Iowa at home. I mean, they 
the, the, their schedule is really favorable. They're a good team. I hate to admit it, but they're well coached. Um, second, I got Nebraska. I, I'm going to leave a little bit of uh, suspense for when we officially do our preview for how I think we're going to turn up the season, but I think we're going to be second in the West. Uh, third, I got Northwestern. I, I think Pat Fitzgerald is one of the best coaches in the Big Ten. Um, I put him up in there in the top three or four for sure. Um, you know, I think I have a lot of respect for him. I think they're going to be a seven, eight win team. Uh, Justin Jackson's come back. Great player. Uh, they have four returning offensive line. I think they're going to have success. And my fourth team, I have Iowa and, and mainly cause I have them bull eligible and I don't know how many more big 10 West teams are going to be big to bull eligible. Nice. Derek. All right. Well, Mine's not much different than Tyler's. I, I do have Wisconsin. I have them at like 11-1 and one this year. I, I think they're going to be pretty stacked. I think their defense is too good. Their running game will keep them going. It's, it's hard to argue right now with Wisconsin. I do have Nebraska number two. And I'll, say, I'll, I'll do like Tyler and save the suspense. <laughs> and, number, and number three, I have Northwestern. I, with Justin Jackson and uh, – Thorson McClay or Clay Clay Thorson coming coming back. It's hard to argue that they will be a decent team. I, I still I'm still not sold that they're as good as what some of the media is making them out to be. <clears throat> and then number four, I have Minnesota. I, I'm a little bit of a PJ Fleck guy. I, I think the guy does good, and it's not like he's taking over a crap team. He's taking over a good team that went nine and four last year. I, I think he'll do well. Maybe not as good as some of the other teams because he is lacking some experience coming back. But I have I have them going eight and four. Wow. Well, I am. Uh, I'm just like Tyler. I got I got Wisconsin coming in first, Nebraska second, Northwestern third, and then I have Iowa fourth. Geez, I thought this was going to be a little bit more interesting than what it ended up being. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think Wisconsin, I think they're, they are the supreme team out of uh, the West. Nebraska, I think they're going to be chasing them. Northwestern, yeah, I, I have the same admiration as you guys with Pat Fitzgerald. He's, you know, he's, a, he's a hell of a coach, always puts out a great team. They may not have the top talent out there, but they're going to give everybody everything that they have. And then it's, yeah, it saddens me to say Iowa, but I'm not a P.J. Fleck fan. Uh, Tyler. So, so we all agree Wisconsin's won. But, but th- when I looked at their team this year, and, I, and again, I, I think they're going to be one. If I had to put money, I'd bet them on one. But I see a lot of opportunities for Husker fans. I mean, that defense that has been very good over the past few years, I don't know where that pass rush is coming from this year. And they, they've done a good job of revolving guys in there, but they've also been revolving defensive coordinators and head coaches. So I don't know where the pass rush should come from. The secondary was suspect last year. Corey Clement feels like he's been there for 100 years. I mean, if, if he gets tweaked up a little bit, Wisconsin's never had quarterback play. I mean, I see some areas where maybe a Nebraska or a Northwestern could push uh, Wisconsin for the West title. Derek? Oh, absolutely. I, their secondary has been a little suspect, suspect to uh, the, the passing game in, in, in recent history. So I, 
I, I, will, I will tell you this. This is, a, this is a little spoiler alert. I do have Nebraska beat Wisconsin. I just think we probably lose a few more games than they do. I mean, I, that's, the, that's pretty much the only loss I have them losing. Their schedule's very favorable, and that's the main reason I have Wisconsin winning this year. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, talk about our bottom team real quick. Tyler, who do you have as your bottom team out of the West? Purdue, or more like per don't. Uh, <laughs> God, that's terrible. <laughs> no, Purdue's awful. I, I, I think you know they're they're in for another long season. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them pull an upset, a mild upset along the way. I don't think they're as bad as Rutgers out of the wet, uh, out of the East, but they're they're a four win team this season. Purdue is a four-win yeah. team. Okay, uh, Derek, who do you have as your bottom dweller? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to argue with Purdue, but I'll but I'll argue with you. I'm gonna go Illinois. I think Illinois has nothing going for them right now. Lovey Smith inherited probably one of the worst teams he could have inherited, and now he's gonna have to try to find a quarterback that. He didn't get a chance to recruit. I mean, nobody knows. I mean, you're talking about having unknowns. Illinois has so many unknowns this year. And they have I, – I just I just think they're going to be terrible this year. I, I don't see – I actually have uh, Illinois going 2-10 and 10 this year. And, and their only wins are against Ball State and Western Kentucky. Yeah. I uh, Tyler, I agree with you. I have Purdue going 4-8. and eight. But I also agree with Derek. I, I got Illinois as the worst team at three and nine. I I'm not I don't like how it sets up for Illinois this year. Purdue, I th- I think there's a little bit of talent there. I mean, four wins isn't great by no stretch of the imagination, but I don't think they're gonna be holding down the bottom this year. Oh, uh, especially when you got especially when you got David Blau there. Yeah. Who's probably one of the better quarterbacks in the Big Ten. I mean he doesn't have a lot of a lot of talent surrounding him, but, per- Purdue, but he's a damn good he's a damn good quarterback. Purdue always uh, manages to find good quarterbacks. They just don't stay there. They go to the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, let's talk about the surprise team out of the Big Ten West. Derek, we'll start start with you this time. Who's your surprise team, or is there one? Yeah, I, I think Nebraska is a surprise team. I, I think everybody is discounting Nebraska, and I just think they're going to be way better than people are giving them credit for. There's a lot of talent on this team. If you, if, and I know we hate to look at recruiting stars and this and that, but if you look at recruiting the recruiting stars and the recruiting class rankings, Nebraska has more talent than anybody in the West. But and they, so, they have over the last five years, and it just hasn't worked out well for them. True, but I think, I think this is the turning year. I think, I think this is a year Nebraska kind of turns things around a little bit. I think they surprise a lot of people. God, I've never heard Derek this optimistic about a f- football season in a long time, especially under Riley. Tyler, who do you have yeah. as your surprise team? You know, Derek, I love your pick in Nebraska. I, I, I think they could be a surprise team. But just because you guys said this, I, I got to go Illinois. Uh, based off your guys' reaction, oh. I think I think Illinois makes a run at being bowl eligible. I think they're a five-six win team. They play Rutgers. They play two 
garbage uh, teams I, at Ball State, and I, I apologize, I don't remember the other one. Western but they, they play Western. They play Purdue. I think they can beat Purdue. Uh, and South then Purdue. they need to find one more game against either South Florida or Minnesota. I mean, I just I, I think they make a run at being bowl eligible this year. Uh, I think Lovey Smith makes some progress with that roster. He gets a little bit of buy-in. I'm not talking their surprise in the world here, but the Big Ten West, I think, is going to be bad. My other surprising thing I was going to go with is Minnesota. I think a lot of people are buying in this P.J. Fleck thing, and I, I don't see it. I, I don't see Minnesota this year making a run in anything. I think they're a five-win team. Maybe even a four-win team. I don't Whoa. see Minnesota being that good this year. Um, in fact, I think they're one of the easier games on the Husker schedule going into the fall. Wow, that's bold right there. Uh, I don't know what this makes me, but my surprise team I have Wisconsin. Now, hear me out here. Now, I made this pick because I think their schedule sits well for them to perhaps run the table this year. I think they could almost run the table. Uh, you know, there's maybe Nebraska upsets them like what Derek's uh, hoping for. Uh, but they We're have this, Yeah, I, I do too. But uh, looking at Bovada right now, they have the second best odds to win the conference. And they've gone for on the national scene. They're 33 to 1 odds at winning the national title. I actually bet them. Uh, a month ago at 50 to one odds and their stock has just keeps on going up. Now for comparisons, uh, Nebraska's 200 to one odds to win the national title. Uh, so yeah, I, I just think Wisconsin could perhaps run the table and, you know, maybe something weird happens in the East again this year where, you know, somebody other than the, the favorite, wins the East. It could, it could be interesting if, if Wisconsin got there in the playoff. Well, let's not, let's not forget that was the thing with Wisconsin is where they're so similar to Nebraska is they always seem to find a team to lose to that. Nobody predicts them to lose to. No. Yeah. See, Justin, I disagree. I think the surprise with Wisconsin, I, I mean, maybe they, they put up a 10, 11 win season, but I think that's what the media expects. I could almost see Wisconsin being a potential surprise team and being like an eight, seven win team this year. I, I, I honestly do. I think, I think there is a better shot. If I was doing a probability chart, there is a better shot of them being an eight win team than a 12 win team, even though I think they're going to end up being that 10, 11 win. I just, I don't see them being undefeated. I don't think they have the when you don't have a quarterback and you don't have a secondary you can't pass and you can't stop the pass you, you can't go undefeated i mean you're going to trip up somewhere some, you're going to get down in the game it's going to be a close game and you're not going to make the stop that you need to make or make the play you need to make i just i ultimately think though wisconsin their track record of being good not great it, it, it's what the west is and right now you look at the west and God, is it a lot worse than the East? Uh, it, it is a much inferior conference. Half of the conference in the East is right now. Um, yeah, possibly the possibly. Well, I think the two best teams are in the East. Maybe the three best teams are in the East this year. You know, it, it's funny you say that because you know when we're in the Big Twelve, we got stuck in the North. <laughs> the 
Big 12 North was terrible. And, yeah. uh, and, and we paid for it. We couldn't win a conference title there, you know, <laughs> for the longest. So Help Bill Callahan won a couple division titles in that conference. Help Bo Pelini Bo won a couple Pelini division won. titles. Callahan won one division title in that conference. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Pelini, and Pelini was one second away from winning the conference, the whole conference title, to be fair. Yeah, I... Hey guys, uh, we we have a couple of minutes here, and uh, th- there's an article. I'm just bringing this up because this team is on Nebraska's schedule this year, and uh, it was talking about Willie Taggart at Oregon and how he's not uh, he's going to scrap the two point conversions like what uh, Oregon's has done. Derek, do you have any thoughts about that? I think this is absolutely hilarious because a two point conversion under Chip Kelly was just great for him. They always, they always managed to make it. But they always always managed to make it against lesser teams. And then Helfrick came in and just started going overboard with it. Like, I mean, they were one, one in five, one for five against Nebraska last year, and they lost by three points. And so I, I think Tagger is just coming in going, I am absolutely not going to be this dumbass coach. That comes in and does this. I think Helfrich was just embarrassed last year that he didn't know his kicker's name, so he didn't ever want to call him from the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> He's like, all right, we're going for two. Hey, you. Hey, 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 you. Like, Screw it. Go for two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was, it's quite funny when a team that's that aggressive goes for two every play. It's, it's obnoxious for one, but it's kind of amusing when they lose because they do that. So It, it is, and I've always despised – Oregon for that reason. Yeah. Tyler, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I've despised Oregon because they are officially sponsored by Nike, and that's annoying as hell that they get all that money. But I actually like the going for two. I I, I think it, you know, and, and more of the NFL game, but if you look at the probabilities, God, I'm nerding out so much this podcast, but if you look at the probabilities, the teams, <laughs> you go for two, teams are converting at a better than 50% rate. So if you tell me if I ran go went for two, I could get it sixty percent of the time. That makes sense for me to go for two. I like the going for two strategy. I loved it last year when Oregon failed to do it against Nebraska, but I, I think the going for two strategy works. But what I think is most interesting from the Huskers perspective is you know, we look at Oregon as really an early season matchup for what the Husker season is gonna be. And what we don't know what Oregon doesn't know and we don't know is what the hell the other team's going to do. Because Taggart is changing the culture up there big time. They're no longer going to be this hyper-aggressive team. I mean, could you see a scenario where now they're going to be a control-the-clock offense? Like, what the hell is Oregon going to look like when we go up to Eugene in a month? I mean, that's the question that's going to be most intriguing for Husker Nation. Well, well, let's hope for Husker Nation that they haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) Yeah, amen to that. All right, guys, uh, you ready to call it quits? This is our 50th episode. Well, cheers to you guys. Cheers. Hey, pop a top, baby. Pop a top. All right. Hey, Jim Beam Black is actually a good bourbon. I was surprised. Drank a lot of that this past weekend. But uh, anyway, guys. uh, How's your liver feeling? It's somewhere in there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
Let's get out of here, guys. Uh, good show. Uh, be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Facebook and on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Drop us a comment, good or bad. You can email us at huskercuzcast at yahoo.com. You can catch all of our episodes on Podbean and on iTunes. We'll be back next week to predict the conference championships and give our playoff prediction. And on behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody to list, for listening to our 50th episode. And as always, go Big Red! Go Big Red! <laughs>